Hello, Scotty. Hello, Mr. Fox. <laughs> I don't know where do we begin. <laughs> oh, I, I have no idea where we where we begin this week. Um, yeah. How are you? Uh, still waiting to see if the car <laughs> that we we were desperately trying to at least pump the brakes on before it goes over the over the cliff has slowed down a little bit. Seems like it has, but you yeah. know. Um, there's supposed to be a whole set of, of data coming kind of in the next hour or so. We'll see. But so by the time we finish recording this podcast, it could be, uh, uh, we'll know what could be a different place. We'll know whether I'm going to be carted off to jail or not, (laughs) because I think, I think the only, the only, you know, the only, what's the word kind of solace I've had these days is I have yet to hear any fractional listeners be bothered to say, lock them up or, You know, we can't even arouse that level of passion. But can we talk about something positive? No, no, not yet. We've got to stay on this for a little bit longer. I mean, we, I mean, this is right. like, a, yeah. I mean, we're recording this on in the morning, your time, California time of Thursday, the fifth of November, two thousand and twenty. Just for those who are going back, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm going to say some, John. I, I've spent a lot of time moaning about British politicians, um, but I have to say, after watching. Uh, election coverage from the US for the last you know 72 hours or so or longer um i'm never going to moan a, uh, about a british politician again because they are you know um they're coherent they can speak clearly <laughs> they have a brain <laughs> even bojo uh, even i just some um, and i know the media are very good at bringing out people who they can make fun of or whatever else but i'm i'm sorry i um after some of the people I've watched the last few days, I'm surprised America still exists. You and me and, uh, I don't know, I guess another 70 million. <laughs> there we are. But don't forget, yeah, yeah just, uh, it's, um, uh, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, we, I don't want to upset listeners who are of different political persuasions, so this has gone them to, but some, some people are just stupid. And I'm not talking about the way people <laughs> vote, I'm just talking about the way people view certain things yeah I mean, you, everyone's, no, everyone's entitled to vote the way they wish to vote and um, people do it for all the different reasons and you know the whole point of democracy is people can disagree with each other and you know eventually people get their their say so that, that's you know whatever way you know i'm sure i could have lots of arguments with people who would have voted differently to me or whatever i'm just you know but yeah i've just uh i'm just talking about the ecosystem and the sort of people who are in it who are so out of touch with everything and yeah and and yeah it's been an interesting few days from a non-american point of view it has been but i think that what what people have woken up and realized is that you know the american political system has depended on series of norms that 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 to a degree that I don't think most people understood, like this whole concept of the gracious concession call and speech and peaceful transfer of proper uh, of power, and that's not—I mean, the, the, by a strict interpretation of how things are are laid out, there's any there's still any number of routes of of what I think could only reasonably described as fuckery—that's the technical term for it—in the sense of sub, you know subverting the the the, the electoral will of the people. So, I mean, we, we could go on and on about it, but I think that, that it, it, it's, it's gone beyond any type of reasonable discussion of, of differences in, in policies and, and, and it could only reasonably classify it as, as, as just kind of 
it's it's turned into a, a wrestling match and and that's what's what's really different this time i mean it's not like it happened overnight but it's really been building and i think the other the reality is is that people are looking aghast at the united states but you can see you know different sides of the same coin in in many other places and and it becomes an echo chamber every time something outrageous happens in one country then then people are upping the game you know in terms of just absolute bald-faced lies that 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 are, are breathlessly re-reported you know, and 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 people happy to 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 kind of go along with it, even either because they don't know better, or even worse, they know better, but they think I'm going to be able to get this one thing, whatever it is, and and I won't care about the about everything else that gets burned down around in, in order to get that one thing, whatever it is. I think the thing that for me, I mean, we won't talk about this much longer, cause, you know, a couple of minutes at most, because we are not supposed to be a political podcast, and this is why I don't want us to talk necessarily about political opinions. Although I think most people would guess where. Obviously, where you fall as a U.S. person, and where I would probably fall, or definitely fall, if it's in the um, uh, in in the U.S. But it's yeah, I think something that's been highlighted to me that I probably hadn't appreciated in previous elections as a non-U.S. person is just how much each individual state decides how voting will and mm. won't happen, yep. and how exactly. counting will and won't happen, and all the rest of it. Which I think, um, uh, you know, has pros and cons. I mean, I think one of the great things is as long as, you know, I, I understand the states can make whatever rules they like, and as long as they follow their own rules, then everything's hunky-dory. Um, you know, and there are, there are just a few requirements they have to follow. So I guess that means it makes it, uh, you know... Um, each state has the power to choose people the way it wants to. But I think that's probably the thing that's come to light the most to me is how different the states are in the way they do things. Yeah, this is why the, the way that we can make a liaison to the tech world is to be able to say, imagine the Internet without protocols. You know, the Internet would not function were it not the fact at some point somebody said, here's TCPIP, here's HTTP, here's, you know, uh, uh, DNS, here's all these, here's all these systems and here's the definition of it. And if you want to implement it a different way, that's great. But these are the standard and there's not any type of standard for how voting should take place. And and I will link this in the show notes because I found it interesting Um there was a New York Times kind of op-ed video where they interviewed people from various countries. You know, it was Estonia, Australia, Britain, I can't remember, uh, Germany. And they were talking about their observations of, of how voting uh, is undertaken. And they're like, they, nobody could believe it. It was like, what do you mean it's not on a holiday? What do you mean you can't vote early? What do you mean you can't vote electronically? What, I was like, you know, the, the, the people just could not believe it. Um, I thought one of the more interesting thing one was was Estonia. Now we can get back into nerdery because I do remember reading in Wired magazine way back in the nineties. This country that that most people had never heard of was offering digital citizenship, and that anybody could get it. You could basically, I want to apply for this unit of infrastructure, and it was not so much meaning it was not a a, a, a citizenship in the in the kind of country sense but it was a citizenship and a digital infrastructure and that means that these days you can vote in estonia where the second factor is this you know card that that is that is that is given to you which is what is gives you you know grants you access to all these digital services and 
it, it was when I when it first happened, I thought, wow, that's really cool. That's kind of um, and now we've kind of seen how useful it is because it, it's unbelievable that 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 we we can't know. And it's not because the technology is not available. It's just because of arcane rules. Imagine having a, an election where you're not allowed to even even prepare the, the 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 papers for scanning. You can't take things out of the out of the out of the envelope and the manipulations around it are only to, to be able to slow things down, try and run out the clocks so that you can take other type of legal, legal mechanisms or even social engineering mechanism and get a bunch of people, you know, <laughs> either it stop the vote or keep voting or it's, it's unbelievable. But anyway, yeah, I mean, the UK, the UK itself is behind. I mean, we still all, I mean, we do have a postal vote system. There's no electronic voting at all. Um, uh, we count by hand. We don't even use machines to count. Everything's counted by hand. Um, nothing gets counted until the day of the election. So I think I guess we're fairly archaic from that point of view. We vote with a pencil on a piece of paper um, mm -hmm. in there. Um, one of the things that did surprise me is how long people have to queue at polling stations in the U.S. I mean, that just seems. Yeah. I mean, we we were having a little bit of a an online banter the day. I mean, you know, I once had to wait about a minute to vote, and I almost gave up on democracy. But it seems I wouldn't like to fight very <laughs> right. long in the U.S. No, no, no. I know that's that's it's so full of irony. But the 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 happy thing that I wanted to get to, if we could move towards happiness, can we move towards happiness, Scotty? John, let's move towards happiness. That is that is that is the the electoral politics uh, you will hear for the next five years. Oh no, actually, this could go on for months yet, couldn't it? <laughs> Maybe yeah. it won't be. Anyway, move, John. Take me to a happy place. Well, let's talk about democracy sausage because I just love this phenomenon. I, I I think I'd vaguely heard about it some years ago, but now I heard about it much more strongly because I have Australian friends and colleagues. And you know, Australia. I don't know whether I think it was the first country in the in the world to to basically make compulsory voting and one of the ways that they they turned it into a social thing is 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 when you would go to vote there would always be somebody at a at a stand you know grilling up a particular type of sausage which is is kind of some type of, of pork sausage it's not a, it's not a kind of a classic hot dog in the american sense but it is it looks looks to be of similar form and can't be fancy it's supposed to be you know according to my my colleague t barb has to be like scaldingly hot, placed on on white bread with a like a a you know drizzle of of non high fructose corn syrup, tomato ketchup on it, and that's that's the way it has to be. But th that and that people would then you know take pictures, and I guess in more recent years it's just a cultural phenomenon. Like it's just like the Tim Tam Slam. There's the democracy sausage. It's just like a totem for being Australian and, and performing your physics civic duty. And so I thought, well, if we can't have democracy in America, at least we can have sausage. <laughs> and so I went up to, <laughs> you know, I went up to my roof after, you know, after after uh, by around six o'clock or five o'clock because it was still uh, there was still some daylight available. And I took the San Francisco Consolidated Voter Guide, which is very thick because we have we have voter propositions, the complete text of the propositions, and then the official arguments for and against, and all the statements of all the people running. So it's it's quite a hefty bit of paper. I was able to use that as kindling to, to light a charcoal uh, in my charcoal chimney. Then I set about grilling various sausages. And it was a nice kind of capping to the day because, um, as it turns out, the, the voting precinct, which I usually go to, is across the street in a hospital lobby. But that was was moved actually to the lobby of a, of a small building that's directly in front of the entrance to to, to 
to our building. It's to in past years, it's been a printing press and a printing shop, and then it was like a a, a plant shop, and now more recently, it's a cleaning service. Um, but today, you know, on uh, rather on Tuesday, it was it was a voting uh, a voting location. And I know these people, kind of, I see this, mostly the same faces for years and years, and I was, I was very happy to see them because, for me, voting is this great ritual, and I always drag the young child along as, as I was dragged along, and I'm hoping that the, the habit will stick. Um, and I always kind of count the, because the, the, these things are done out in the open, so on the, the polling machines, you can get the, the sheer number of, of sheets that have been scanned, and then depending on the number of sheets, you can get a rough idea of how many people have voted. It's not completely accurate. Some people don't bother to vote in certain races, but whatever. And I always chat with them, and 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 they're, they they recognize me, and and then I I learned that they were there from five thirty in the morning and have to stay there until after eight. And so I said, "Can I get you something? Can I get you a pizza?" And it's like, really? <laughs> they couldn't believe it. And um, the pizza shop I wanted to get it to was in fact closed. And I went around the corner to to a taqueria, and after getting their orders, I brought them back, and they were so grateful. It was like it was. You know, it was no big deal at all, really. And, but it was like it, it, I was reminded about how kind of people react so positively when when small little bits of kindness are are given towards them. Um, and so then I figured I wanted to keep it going because I got a bunch of sausages and, and grilled them all up. And as it turns out, while while I was praised for my 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 you know desire to to be at one with the Australians with democracy sausage. I was told in no uncertain terms that that merguez and pita with cucumber, tomato, and a sauce made of tahini, yogurt, mint, and parsley is entirely too fancy to be classified as democracy sausage. But I say that's the joy of America <laughs> that we can we can take a tradition and and dare I say improve upon it a bit because it was actually a rather tasty combination, I have to say. Um, and so then when I had all those done, I I I took what I had, kind of cut them in half, wrapped them up, brought them down to the poll workers. And again, they were just like so happy it, it, because, because, you know, n- people who do that, you know, are, are pretty devoted to do it. I had lengthy conversations, not about any politician or anything like that, but just basically on the act of voting. And what was interesting is that there were some new faces, including a, a woman who lives in my building, who I was very happy. I'd, I'd seen her face, but I was very happy to see somebody, you know, kind of taking up the reins and, and finding out more about it. Um, but it, it, there is something beautiful to the, the ritual of, of, of voting and, and the shared experience. And you don't have to argue about kind of, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, odious, you know, to be able to say, I, I don't trust you or I don't believe you or you're a terrible person because of who you voted. But I do think that if you can't be bothered to vote, that you're not a citizen and we need citizens in, in the world. Um, anyway, that was, and then the other thing I'd noticed, which I had not known before, is that you know at the end of the day, and again, it's it's different in every in, in every city and, and county and state. In San Francisco, they they have a a kind of a receipt, a register receipt from the voting machines that prints out the totals of uh, the, you know the grand totals of all votes that were cast, and then each election they actually put out the results. <laughs> And it was, I have to say, it was surprising. I know we're not supposed to talk about individual candidates, but there were some votes for uh, some candidates that I did not expect. I really didn't. Um, and and also, I think the, the the way that the races in California, which have been counted and the propositions went, I was also kind of surprised at. Um, and um, we can talk about that more because there's one race in particular that kind of covers tech, technology and, and politics. 
but I'm going to take a pause here while you can then, you know, um, compliment me for my democracy sausage or 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 not. Yeah, I think what was in the sauce again? You wrapped the sausage in. Uh, it was pita bread. That was no, no. What was, it was it? Nice. what was it? What was it? What would you put? Oh, with it was it? Mer- the... Mer- Well, I got two. You know, three actually. An Italian pork sausage. One was hot. One was not. And then merguez, which is a Moroccan lamb sausage, and that's my favorite. And you serve that with with salad and tahini, did you say? And yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very um, very Californian ish. <laughs> I think. I mean, John, I think it's important we give some people some election coverage because there's been a lack of it um, in the world. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm sure that people have not had a chance to you know to hear anything about this. So, we will be their um their news outlet for this this thing. So, I mean, uh, I think yeah, it would be wrong for us to. Just ignore this minority event. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's a, uh, yeah. It's um, yeah. It, I mean, it, it this uh, it affects everything. Anyway, move on. Move on. Something tech. Let's go to something tech. Have you managed to get anything done this week uh, that involved any technical abilities? I, I'm just going to go and kill my dog in a moment. Yeah, <laughs> it's but, just but have you, going, well, this yeah. is okay. Well, uh, I just—I mean, this is where I wish that you know um, we didn't have such strict, strict gun laws in the UK, because then I could get my semi-automatic weapon out of the cupboard and just blow the dog to shit. Um, God, that <laughs> is so terrible. That reminds me of two things. I, I do remember one of the NS conferences when it was out in somewhere, you know, in the, in the golf course thing that had like a castle nearby or something. You know, I'm talking about I do, Wokefeld, yeah. I think it was Wokefield Park, and. And there were just ducks that were out there kind of screeching it way too early. And I can't remember his name, but I do remember his face because he had kind of dreadlocks. He was Austrian, I believe. And and, so, and he just sent around something on, on the on the it wasn't it wasn't Slack, but there was like a, a, a pre Slack group chatting system that was out there. And he just said, Would one of the Americans please shoot the ducks? <laughs> the inference being that Americans always have a gun with them. Always going to have a gun in, in your hand, hand luggage. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. But but you you right. you've been the dog has now dog. shut up. I I think someone may have taken the alternative route as opposed to shooting it. They fed it. Um, oh well. So I... speaking of feeding, so so you know our fractional listeners are aware of the fact that. Um, uh, that Amy Lionheart is always wanting attention at the same time I'm trying to record. And she was like, you know, bouncing up and down. And so finally I just basically opened up the door and let her out. And she was so excited because she was certain I was going to go feed her. And <laughs> then I closed the door said, psych, <laughs> and went back and called you. So when I do get out, I'm sure I'll be greeted with, with, you know, many unpleasant surprises. So that's how we treat our dogs. But back to, to back to technology. So right, I did, we've, we've I covered a... we've covered bad pet care, <laughs> we've covered bad elections. <laughs> I mean, we might as well just carry on with with what other stuff do, is, uh, people have no interest in listening to us talk about. Um, but no, let's let's on. get back to let's go let's get back to LP li, uh, link preview. Um, so this is some API that was added. I want to say in iOS. Th- 13, yeah, I think it was 13, um, that I recently adopted. I finally landed a change into it. So this is something that basically when you're sharing through certain apps, namely messages, um, which is a very popular way of, a way of, of sharing, um, you may have noticed that in, I, in iOS 13, or rather, yeah, in 13, the share sheet on the top of it has a place where there's a preview for it. And if you 
you look carefully, if you share a URL, what it does is it goes out and fetches the URL and looks for some data in the headers, something called open graph tags, and then we'll we'll look for a thumbnail URL and a specific title, um, and it will then kind of image it. It will end, but it's a, it's an asynchronous process. So the sheet comes up, and then it goes through the cycle where you have a generic you know, kind of HTML icon, and and then maybe since the URL they know the URL, they'll at least put the host name in it, and then as it gets more data, it will place the host name with an actual title if it finds one, and it will also you know take the the generic thumbnail and replace that. And so it's like one of those things where you may not notice it at all, especially if you have a super fast connection. But if you are on a mobile connection, you you absolutely will notice it. But the the idea was is that you know, the the standard, hey, there we go about standards again, this thing called open graph tags has existed for the longest time. It helps, um, it helps apps that have to make a preview for a URL know, know how to render it. And so that's all great and well. Well, we have similar issues for, for when you share a title in Netflix. Um, we want the URL and the URL can either point to what's called a display page, which gives you the general, general information about a title, or there could be actually be a play URL where it can actually begin playback of the URL. And there are other URL forms we have, but those are the, the two things that we share typically. Um, and one of the problems that we have is that we have titles in, in multiple languages. And when you publish something on the catalog, at some point there's a crawler. You know, so Apple, Facebook and 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 other comp and Google all maintain crawlers. There are others as well, but those are the major ones. And and you share a URL, their services will say, oh, let me go find out the metadata associated with that URL that I can use to image it. And they essentially crawl at one time. And it's a real problem for us because you know, you can have a title that is, whose original language may be in French, and the, and the first crawler to do it will get it in its native language. And then somebody else wants to share that same URL, let's say on Facebook, and Facebook thinks that the title is called X, and 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 so on and so forth for 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 other crawling systems. And that can be a problem. Let's say that you're sharing this title that you want to, somebody else to see, but they don't speak French, but it's a great title and it has audio, you know, subs and dubs and, and, and it's been translated and it has a new title in English and you want to share it, but then all of a sudden it's in the wrong language for them. So a partial solution to this is, is that Apple has created um, are these link previews. And what's nice about that is then you can then you can though provide your own data for it. And so if you think about it from the context of sharing from the Netflix app, uh, we already we already know what the title is in the given language and the given you know profile. Um, and we also more often than not already have a thumbnail already available because it may exist on a screen where we've already had to download a thumbnail for it. And if we don't, we can go fetch it ourselves. So um, anyway. But th this is kind of an all-or-nothing proposition because you can provide, uh, you know, multiple bits of data for these link previews. So you can provide a tile, you can provide a thumbnail, but you can also you provide a separate URL that you want it to go to, and you can provide an inline video URL, which is really great. And so, um, in order to to make a really great experience, you want to be able to send somebody a message that says, "Hey, have you heard about this great new title X?" and actually put. Um, the video in in a format that can play within the Apple Messages app. So we've had we've had this capability for a while, but but it was it was you know limited by by what we could put in our web pages and what could get crawled. I finally implemented it. So at least for Apple Messages, we have more control about it, and that's great. 
Um, but it, it, it took quite a bit of doing to be able to wrangle some new APIs to get at just the the optimized your the optimized video um, for for mobile devices that I could get. And that all landed today, and it happened at a time where we're also doing some other factoring, you know, and um, and and I was very happy that when I submitted this, I could say, and guess what? We don't have to use this other bit of code that we had been using for for sharing because we no longer need to. Um, and so it made me happy, but it was quite a, a bit of undertaking for that that one detail. And now that now that it's good and people are happy about it, they'll say, oh, great. Now what happens when I share it on Facebook? So but for my next trick. I now have to go and and figure out a system to be able to solve this problem at the at the server side as well because we need it in both places. But at least if you're sharing on Apple Messages, it gets a whole lot better now. How was that for long and technical and boring? John, our, our fractional listener, will be pleased that they've been able to go back to sleep uh, as normal service has been resumed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good service has been resumed. Ah, so what have I been up to this week? Yes, uh, lots of getting ready for Big Sur. I think the release of Big Sur must be coming fairly imminent. Obviously, there's an Apple event now uh, next week, um, probably a day after this uh, podcast, day or two after this podcast is is released, where we're probably expecting um, uh, Apple Silicon Max to be announced, whether they'll be shipped is another matter. So, yeah, so lots of sort of testing and getting things ready this week, making sure that things work on Big Sur. Uh, as, but if you rebuild with Big Sur, that they then still work on Catalina and, and backwards, and also checking things on the DTK. Um, also, sort of, sort of, just some lot of testing going on because Moneywell will at last be fully support dark mode as of its next release next week. So, um, just lot testing, you know, discovering which images we've forgotten, uh, realizing where the previous owner of Moneywell had done an upgrade to Retina, they only did the images that they could be bothered to do is that a is that a thanks hawker moment or a no no this is this is post owner? this is this is post hawker okay. between this is this is between hawker and 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 us um, okay. yeah there was a uh the app was had a ui refresh where the majority of it was updated for retina but there seems that not all of it was and so as we've been doing our um dark mode um sort of reviewing that we've been discovering that there are a bunch of non-retina images in the in the app as well so having to redo those and um rewrite them so yeah um but then lots of irritating things that you know things render slightly differently sometimes between big sur and catalina um depending on which version of the sdk you you did um things uh activating and not activating um slightly differently and trying to work out what a you know what you have to treat as bugs and what you just have to say well we'll live with it so um sort of progress but frustrating and it's um but but you know it's it's all sort of fairly small stuff and whatever and compared to just following um a couple of sort of twitter threads and blog threads over the last few weeks you know compared to what people like the people who make um, backup apps like carbon copy cloner or um super duper you know that yeah, they reckon they spend between a quarter and a third of their year just getting, you know, trying to get over OS changes for every release. So, you know, <laughs> I'm 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 making comment that we're spending a few weeks. So it's um I really should just shut up and be grateful, shouldn't I? This is where I would, uh, if this was a family show, I wouldn't be allowed to say it, but I would just say, quit your bitching, quit your bitching. Yeah, well, we we yeah, this is not a family show, so it's uh, All right. uh there we are. It's in there. 
And uh, outside of that, in other work, uh, oh, be, be, uh, my drawing skills, as in not not as in drawing, as in with a pencil or a, a pen, but drawing as in you know um, drawing to the canvas, you know, using uh, core graphics and um, quartz on the Mac. Um, been doing a bunch of work on that this week, and realizing it's been a long time since I did it, and um, how much I've forgotten, and how much I need to re-remember, uh, and um, just how uh, easy it is to screw things up. Oh, were you able to successfully outline a rectangle and draw rect and felt proud of yourself? <laughs> I have to be honest. The first time I drew a line on the screen and remembered how to do it, I thought, okay, that's, that's, that is a mini victory. <laughs> not, yeah. not, not, not because it took very long, but because it was like I, I started doing something and I haven't done this in a while. I'm not quite sure how this is going to going to work and um basically i've taken I've, there, there's there, i'm sort of reworking a, a, some app code that was written a long time ago and basically the code is very it, it's got a bunch of complex math in it and um, a whole bunch of drawing stuff and it's all mixed in together i'm trying to break it down into um more testable and more readable chunks uh well, getting rid of some of the things it does that aren't necessary and adding a few new things it needs to do. But, of course, when you're dealing with code that is um, just like big spaghetti blob of code, you're never quite sure what it's really doing. And you're never quite sure what will break or what it's relying on if you if you touch it. And equally, you're never quite sure what it's doing that it doesn't actually need and makes no difference to anything. So it's a very laborious process of sort of untangling things and then re-implementing them in what you hope is a cleaner way, um, realizing that you often start by rewriting code in a clean way. And by the time you've finished, all you've done is create a different pile of spaghetti to the first set that you had. Um, but uh, and not realizing till it's too late that the reason this thing was doing something that now requires you to change the way you've done everything is because of A, B, C or C. So, yeah. So mix into that the fact that, you know, it's been a long time since I've done lots of you know, um, graphic manipulation. Um, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been a little bit of a, a mind bending week, but um, it, it is coming back and um, I am making decent progress. I can't really talk about what I'm doing because it's client work and it's all, um, yeah. Not not allowed to talk about it, but uh, yeah, and it, and it does become quite satisfying. So sometimes, even though as you yeah, we've just joked, I, I you draw a rectangle on the screen, the fact that that rectangle appears in the right font and at the right thickness, uh, and in the right place, and yet you've totally uh, sort of like restructured the code and moved stuff around and made stuff readable, and and but that is even though it's like small, it's actually is quite satisfying. And wow. up in circles. And lines. Oh, well, that's impressive. And some text. That is that is extremely <laughs> impressive. Are you proud of me? I am very proud of you. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so it's uh, I go I can see myself working on this for a few weeks to come, and it's you know, the interesting is going to be when you suddenly you know the type of people who are going to be using the output of this code that you know, what this app does are very much the type of people saying no no that is a pixel out um, you know no this needs to trigger something a pixel earlier or whatever else this is this is like fairly um uh, specific and um 
exacting stuff. So it'd be interesting to see because I thought, well, you know, there's 300 lines of code there and I don't see how, why they're doing all that. And it seems too complicated. I can get that down to 20. <laughs> it's good. I'm going to see how much of the other 280 I'll be putting back in once they start using it. <laughs> you'll, you'll be putting back 300 of the 280 remaining lines. <laughs> prob- I can guarantee that. Prob- probably the case. Probably the case. So it's... um. But the interesting thing is, uh, you know, we, we talk about iOS moving on and everything else and, and, and Mac OS moving on, you know, drawing code. I mean, particularly just using like the context and, you know, you know the, the CG stuff. Um, it's exactly the same as it was 15 years ago. It's not really changed at all. Now, maybe under the hood, the way it's rendering things and the way it's doing things may have changed dramatically. But um, if you look at drawing code from 10 years ago, it's still the way you need to do it now. And it's uh, so it's quite interesting that, you know, that type of thing is fairly static and stable compared to lots of other things that are just constantly moving. Um, I mean, this is this is direct writing to the canvas and not necessarily doing too much with core animation or animations at this point of view. Um, lots of scaling, lots of having to scale things, uh, which is quite interesting as well. But, uh, yeah, it's it's. Um, interesting that you which actually makes looking things up if you think oh i can't remember why why would i do that what is what are those sort of um options on that call doing um you can actually go back to some of the old objective c samples you might find somewhere and they're still relevant because that code hasn't changed even though you might have to translate it from it whereas you know a lot of other things you find code that is you know even two or three years old and it's no longer relevant because things have, have you know moved on so um, from that side of thing, drawing drawing is a stable old folk. There's a title right there, unstable old folk. <laughs> is, that, is that talking about us? Yes. <laughs> uh, dear, oh dear, oh dear. So what about anything else from you, sir, or, or are we done for this week? Have we, we no, bored I, people I, I, with I, elections I... and animals and, and, and we, you know, we've got a little bit of tech stuff in and... Uh, by the time we uh, by the time we speak next week, there would have been the Apple event, so we'll we'll see how it goes. And um... we'll have plenty to talk about next week. I, I I will start the. I have something that I was going to launch into, but it's it's more than than can be fit into the last second segment. Um. So fractional... quick question though, just to say, did you did you get a new iPhone? No, I didn't. You know, uh, I I mean I I can, but I, I it's it's the thing where I think you don't get a truly better camera unless you get the massive one, and I don't really want to carry the massive phone. Yeah, it's interesting by the number of people who are not updating this time. Although I think actually I think we'll find that the 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 mini will be incredibly popular. Yeah. But of course, yeah. that's not that doesn't avail come available till tomorrow, is it? I think as we're talking, so yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm 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 st- I am tempted by the mini, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wait until I can actually see one and and hold one because what I you know the few people I know who've actually physically got their iPhone 12s say it's you know it's a really nice looking phone, but it does not feel anywhere near as comfortable in the hand as the 11 does. Hmm. So um, yeah, so we went to see the mini, but of course we're on the first day of a new UK lockdown today. Um, right, we're yeah. in lockdown till December the second. Not allowed to meet anybody, anybody not allowed to have anybody in your house. So um, it may be a while till I can get out and uh, see a phone. So um, there we are. Just to keep Georg happy, I will be sticking with my uh, Android Pixel 4a, which I'll tell you all about again next week, just because I think it's <laughs> Georg's turn to listen. <laughs> That's good. 
<laughs> Georg. You know, this is the sound of Georg desperately trying to swap positions with somebody. He's like, you fractionalist. No. He's trying to bid on eBay for somebody else's slot. Yeah. He's trying to get the dog to, to be a fractional listener. A full-time Barker fractional listener. Oh, dear. Well, John, right. if people want to um, tell you that uh, how nice a person you are for making um, election officials sausage and pizza, which I don't think you'd be allowed to do in this country because it would be considered tampering with elections. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Well. I don't actually think you're even allowed in a polling station other than to vote. Hmm. You're not even wow. supposed to enter them. So, um, yeah, and they will probably have to tell you in this country they couldn't take anything off you in case it was seen as bribery or, or um, you know, Things like that. So, John, you could have corrupted the vote vote for the state of California and American. The state of American politics could be your fault simply because you wanted to show off your sausage. <laughs> Tom Tillis, you know, may may squeak by that he was the the Republican because Cal Cunningham couldn't keep his sausage hidden long enough. But right, let's anyway. let's move on, John. If people were yeah. to tell you that. To keep your sausage to yourself, where should they do that? They can do it on Twitter, where all sausages are out for all the world to see. <laughs> where I'm Jembe, that's D-J-E-M-B-E, like the West African drum. And Scotty, if people want to tell you to, to you know, tighten the choke chain on your dog and on your co- co-host... Where might they do that? Again, they can do it on Twitter, where they can get hold of me as MacDevNet. Uh, and uh, just let me know all the wonderful things that have gone on Uh that you could have been doing rather than listening to this show. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe you, you're now glad you did rather than listen to this show. But then again, now would you know to tell me that? Anyway, that is enough. Uh, John, have a good week and I will speak to you next week. And Fractional Listener coming up next week, we look forward to um, boring you as well. Until next time, <laughs> you take care. <laughs> Thank you.